do not. There is no try. Happy beach here, buddy. Come on. Copy that. We're almost there. You must have a thousand questions. Where's Ray? Go away. Jimmy, what are you doing here? When I found you, I saw what all masters live to see. Raw, untamed power. The potential of your bloodline. We need your help. We need the Jedi Order back. We need Luke Skywalker. The Bizzle! Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Bizzle cast, after a few more weeks off than hoped for, we finally got Simi Klimo back for more Clone Wars Chronicles commentaries, baby. Simi! Hello, sir. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. I feel like we were on hiatus. It's one of those things you tune into your show, your favorite show, and then it's just not there. But people... We're back. We're back, baby. We are back. I'm excited. We're back. And if you guys listen to my casting podcast, you know I talked about I, I missed the Simi podcast uh, for health reasons, which is excusable, Simi, but it didn't make me any less bummed. And I've sort of been pumped to finally get to Thursday and so we could jump forward on some of this. Because, Simi, we're doing the first of the Duchess Satine Mandalore episodes tonight, baby. But we got one thing to talk about first. My friend, our first ginormous success of a podcast that's still one of our highest listens to is fill in the blank. Oh, I'm sorry. You were talking to me. I thought you were saying fill in the blank. I am really excited for Rogue One. Rogue One commentary. That's probably my favorite commentary I have ever done. And it beat my solo commentary, which was one of my favorite commentaries that I've ever done. And Simi, you know I love me Jin Erso, but you know I love me some Cassie and Andor. And Simi, the day after I missed the session with you because I was like sleeping for three days straight, I, you know, and then you can't sleep. And it was like mm. six in the morning the next day. And I woke up and I was like, please have something on my notification screen that's not my healthcare company that's not you know like another job cancellation and lo and behold i'm just seeing twitters with photos of diego luda i immediately jumped to social media i'm like are you fucking kidding me are you because fuck- i what have i been saying simmy what did i say I-, I said this as a joke and i saved this as a sound file and one of we, first podcast when i talk about what star wars should do I said, sign Felicity Jones to a 10-episode, $100 million TV show. Did I not say that to you? You said that. But do you know what? And they did basically the next best thing. No, this is the better thing. This is the better thing. Because, A, Felicity Jones is chasing an Oscar. God bless her, RBG. I don't know if it's going to be good, but, I, you know, she's of that caliber. Uh, B... Uh, we've got Rebel Rising, right? We've got Catalyst. We've got comic books. We've got Forces of Destiny. She's in the solo novel with Saw. I mean, she's all over the place in the literature. And dude, 
the thing they haven't announced, but there's no way they would have announced a Cassian Andor prequel series to Rogue One, where, by the way, dude, he's going to be capping motherfuckers good and bad because he literally starts Rogue One by killing an informant that's a good guy for convenience's sake, you know? Uh, but also... So, Simi, can I just run one idea by you about this, which is, I think structurally it's going to be similar to Solo. Do you remember how we thought Solo was going to be Solo just being the terrible scoundrel Solo and maybe doing a couple good things? But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think with Cassian, if it's a 10-episode series, throw this back at me, and guys, we're going to jump into The Mandalore. Maybe Simi and I will talk about this later. I think it's going to be him capping people for two, three episodes, but he needs to have the initial starting to feel like ass about it. Maybe fall in love with a girl a little bit like Jin, the way Han falls in love with Kira, who's a little bit like Leia, right? And then yeah, and she has to die in the end, but sure. she has to die or betray him more likely, right? To harden or him further, so deeper, deeper into the scoundrel hole. And dude, we talked specifically in the solo podcast, and by the way, I ran this by both Tim and Kyle of the Saga Continues, who were great coming on our podcast, and they totally agree that while Solo was a great movie, it also laid the groundwork for what's going to be brilliant, episodic, live-action, adult television, Star Wars adventure. And I think they're channeling all that with Cassie and Andor. But dude, my last thought on this, and I will give you a final thought, and then we'll jump into the countdown, is we know a character that is going to be in the show, even though they might not announce it for a long time, right? I mean, we know that this character with Cassian must be in there for comic relief, for building his humanity, right? K2SO is going to be in this show. We know that Alan Tudyk and Diego Luna are but like and uh actually Bodhi Rook too uh Rizame, but that wouldn't really make sense to fit him in or those three are really good buddies Diego Luna talks about Diego, uh like Alan Tudyk does the best Diego Luna impression according to Diego Luna it's very funny um and they're such good buddies and dude that practical uh, looking robot looks so good in the, in the movies there's no way a couple years later with big tv budget they can't pull it off so they're just saving that I don't think they would do casting with K2 so I've already done a lot long podcast thank you for letting me blab for three or four more minutes your reaction to cassian andor a rogue one star wars story prequel star wars story on the disney streaming service as one of the three big offerings with the clone wars uh, uh finale and the mandalorian simi i mean this is just the beginning it's really just the beginning with all these different storylines filtering into everything else they're doing they're they're brilliant i mean i i do always fear for a certain amount of oversaturation but i think they're attacking it at so many different angles and so many different mediums and you know it's it's just like whatever any other franchise would hope to do but Mm -hmm. they're able to to do it because Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways that people watch television and television isn't television isn't what it what it, what it used to be it's now you know these little movie series and they're they're so much smarter and there's so much more that goes into them than you know the traditional half hour episode of something so so no i'm super excited about it i think yeah. it's going to be amazing uh i think it's it's exactly what uh everybody wants because you know there can't be a sequel to rogue one other than you know, it just kind of picks up in Star Wars, but the characters don't don't go on. So all we can do is hope for hope for the uh, the prequels, and and you know maybe this leans forward Simi, more towards our whole saw. Can thing, I blow you your know? mind? Can I blow your mind? Yeah. 
Yeah. So what was Diego Luna? What was Cassian's code name briefly or before we meet him in Rogue One? Not the spider. Uh, oh, Fulcrum. Uh, oh, right. Cause who else in the rebellion goes the by the name Fulcrum? I said so he a was thousand percent he knows who Ahsoka is. If you're not doing live action Ahsoka the Mandalorian or my prediction episode nine, the Cassian Andor series plus young Leia, dude. I mean, you could work in 14-year-old Leia, Princess of Alderaan Leia, Bail Organa, you know, getting into things, Ahsoka. That would be the perfect place. Plus, you, you bring in the gritty, realistic-looking look of Rogue One. That actually helps with, like, makeup concerns and stuff, right? Not brightly Absolutely. colored stuff. So that might be the place, man. That might be the place. But you know what? With her being undoubtedly the star across Maul with Rex as her sidekick in the Siege of Mandalore, they might feel like, Maybe we'll do live action, maybe not yet. But, dude, I feel like... I, I, I joked about this at the end. I don't know if you listened to my 20-minute rant I did about uh, about this whole thing. But I said, sometimes the universe, no matter how shitty I feel and how shitty things seem to be going, my, my, uh, my irrational support of Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm, Dave Filoni, Disney just pays off occasionally with stuff like this right i mean what three better shows to launch the service and as i mentioned to you off mic they are promoting the shit out of the star wars shows more than the marvel shows which is making more money on on the big screen which is amazing uh i think it's a great investment and i think it's going to be incredible i'm really excited for everything they're doing it's uh it's it's going to be it's going to be balls all right dude all right so here we go Mandalore, Satine. We don't. We're not in mall territory yet, but we're talking about Concord Dawn. We're talking about Pre Vizsla, John Favreau, who's doing the Mandalorian. Uh, so Simi, um, I was hoping that you would do the um announcer role a little bit today, and I would do the Bill Walton role a little bit today because. There's a lot of play-by-play. The dialogue is really important, and you're great at picking out the dialogue. I'll try and it c- contribute to that, too. But I do want to talk about all the connections between this and what's going forward with the Clone Wars as well. Uh, There's a lot of good action scenes, so we'll have like uh, some time to like chat, you know? But I, I think it's interesting that a relationship we never... We'll talk about this more. Uh, I'm going to count you guys in, guys. A relationship that we had never heard about is sold immediately, and the attraction is sold immediately between two cartoon characters and Satine and Obi-Wan that is way more romantic, interesting, and complicated than, uh, sorry guys, Anakin and Padme. Absolutely. And that goes to the writing. I mean, that's the yeah. way they the way they have them... Uh, interact with each other and the way mm-hmm. they have them, you know, reading the script acting or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it for voice acting uh, and the way they give and take, you know, that's you, you buy their relationship and it's, it's pretty yeah. cool. But also I think you just, you know, it goes back to your initial hate of Hayden and everything. So I think you're I tainted. Don't Perhaps. Hayden. No, you, I think he's you know a lovely, I mean. think, great looking, uh, wonderful, nice guy. You might not have said what you just said about the past. No, if you listen to my if, podcast if two years ago, Clone I said Wars. that, and I only, really regret it. I really right, regret it. So what I'm saying, if it was only Clone Wars, mm-hmm. I think you'd really appreciate their relationship so much I, I more. Do. But, but I do. That's the whole thing. Right. Okay, so okay. to me, really quickly, and I want you to give the f- a final word, and I'll kind of send about this particular plot line. Guys, so this is the Mandalore plot which is episode 12 of season two of The Clone Wars, uh, Voyage of Temptation, episode 13.
14 and Duchess of Mandalore episode 14. Now, Simi, I really at some point want to do the episode that comes right before this, which is Ahsoka losing her lightsaber, a lightsaber lost. Which That's is a fun episode. One of my favorite episodes of television. It's like when Callus and Zeb get stranded on the planet together in Rebels. Right. I love these character episodes. Any and there's also earlier in the season there is a Padme episode you know where her old friend might be siding with the separatists and so forth and really shows her work in the the back room and so forth and blah blah blah. So um, I, I would just love to run the idea by you of when we hit sort of mid of this like th- season three season four maybe we jump back and do a string of of uh, solo episodes the especially best of, of the ladies or something yeah a couple, maybe a couple Padme and uh, you know and so forth because Ventress I'm the not... bad guy women get their own episodes and it's fantastic and they're great too yeah. Um, I just did Visions and Voices, which is where you know Maul brings Ezra and Kanan to Dathomir, and we you see the Night Sisters and the magic and all that stuff. Um, but we will get to that with Mortis. So, anything about Mandalore, Satine, and Obi Wan, or should we just count the, the let's listeners? Ju- in? Let's jump into it. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Here we go, baby. If you ignore the past, you jeopardize the future. Diplomacy or deception. Here we go, baby. 1500 worlds. Wow. Yep. Dude. <laughs> Mandalorians have been fighting for 4,000 years and now she's trying to make them pacifist. It's unbelievable, the the connotations of that. Yeah, and it, they're all... They're very tribal to the Mandalorians, so they, it's hard to unite them in the first place, you know? So 4,000 uh, years ago, the Mandalorians almost <clears throat> took down the Jedi, and if not for some Sith, uh, they might have actually done it. Here we go. The Force did not will it. So, this solves the problem of Ewan McGregor being one of the most gorgeous specimens on the planet and not seeing him be romantic, looking amazing, right? In the prequels, now we get to see sexy uh, Obi-Wan, the ladies love, which is great. Real quick, so is he using the force to not fly backwards as he stands there casually? and It's anti-grav. They've, they've perfected it. It's like a Star Destroyer above Jetta. Here we go. All right. All right. Here we go. Okay. So the politics and personal stuff start intertwining very quickly, and they're both stubborn, and they agree on some things, but they focus on the stuff they don't agree with coming up here. Simi, I'm just laying the groundwork, right? And it's very complicated, this very adult material. And you just dive right into it. Right. Our violent past is behind us after 4,000 years of trying to take over the galaxy. Right. Concordia, dude, that's where Fen Rao is, and they go in Rebels. Yep. I love how they get the world going out, how it's like a whole other moon where where they're hiding out. Well, they're like the Klingons of the Romulans in Star Trek. Like, they have other planets and systems. They're still big. Here we go. My shining Jedi Knight. You immediately buy this romance. I've never heard of before. Go ahead, Simi. So she does the voice also. I think I told you about this for Voltron. She's the, the queen in the in the new cartoon series. <laughs> so their, their back and forth is great. Okay, so, so far, Obi-Wan 1, Duchess 0. Uh-huh. 
right? He, it's, he's just pointing out the obvious about the separatists. And here's my proof. Uh, wait. Maybe someone stole Mandalorian armor. Who who would have thunk it? <laughs> Mistaken. So this makes no sense. To think no Mandalorian after 4,000 years of violence would not engage in violence. Like the Klingons suddenly, you know, are holding hands and singing Kumbaya in Star Trek. <laughs> right, and they know they have this terrorist cell that's happening. Even if it's not, like, doing that much, they know that some people are violent. I mean, look... I, I'm not against pacifism in some cases, Simi, but she's unbearably naive in the situation. And so I'm mostly with Obi-Wan throughout this whole thing until she starts kicking ass and they start fighting together. And then that's, here we go. Right, right, right for the walk. She threatens to execute him. And now she's like, let's go for a walk is great. <laughs> right. Cause they're playing cat and mouse a little. And so what does you know, this remind you of power boundaries in terms of like royalty stuff on TV, anything movies, does this particular relationship remind you of anything? This is not a loaded uh, question. I'm, I'm always trying to figure it out. It's so unique. Maybe Christopher Columbus and the queen. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let me think. So them being uh, pacifist and, and non-interventionist, they've made them economically prosperous, which is important. Oh, Death Wash. I wish there was more about like what like who she was when they were dating and whatever. Well, it's too bad one of the best directors in Hollywood who does the voice of the bad guy in this episode isn't doing an entire series on the Mandalorians. Oh, wait, he is. John Favreau. Oh, wait, he is. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was doing the voice of the bad guy. In this. So, dude, John this Favreau is how democracy is? dies. Is Ob- like when Obama refers to like people, you know, the right-wingers as a small group of hooligans. It's like, nope, they're 45% of the country, right? The, the, the liberals <laughs> never want to think that it's anything more than a small group of hooligans. Here we go. So, spoiler Tell alert, I much prefer John Favreau doing the voice of the alien in Han Solo than here, but whatever. It's still fun that he's involved, even Yeah, even I then. think I'd take what this has led to, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Too bad he doesn't know how to do jetpacks with CGI, right? <laughs> right. Iron Man. I know, no, no. No, for the listeners. By the way, this would be a great Pez dispenser. That Count Dooku impersonator is amazing. That's one of the best Christopher Lee impressions of all time. He died, didn't he? Yeah, a couple of years ago. Here we go. We, right. Com- but, ago, hold on, hold on. Right. Conflict doesn't arise. A noble description, but not a realistic one. Right. Is reality what makes a Jedi abandon his ideals or responds to political convenience? She's wrong on both of those accounts. Boom. Terrorist attack. Wow. That's, that she's so close to it. She's so I always calm. wondered if this was on purpose. That, like, yeah, no, so this Previsla does this. This is the old right-wing trick of blowing things up to scare people into voting for a right-wing government. Who would have done that? That reminds me of V a little bit, actually. That's exactly me. So I know, love her earrings. So, Simi, you know, a lot of this is pulled from the legends. That's not technically canon, but that's where they're pulling it from. And so to understand the complexities of this, you have to read the legends, even though some of it's canon and some of it's not. 
But it's important to point out that they're trying to make as much cool parts of Legends, at least not anti-canon, if that makes sense, right? If they can't work it yeah. in directly, they're going to try and make it so it might have still happened, hence the name Legends, and they still release all those books and comic books. Right, so they're keeping it still in the realm of what people want to see. I mean, and keep Malachor, it still the- Mandalore, the ancient Sith Jedi Wars. I mean, it's all from the extended universe when we were growing up. The Thrawn trilogy, all that stuff. Boom. This is an exciting journey when he just came to talk politics and look what's going. Stay back. See, this is Stay actually back. pretty crazy right now. This is insane for like a, a cartoon. So this is, you know, post 8 or 9 o'clock on uh, Cartoon Network versus the Disney Channel. But with Disney Plus, dude, there's going to be an adult button for all of those series we've been talking about. Because even uh, that Clone yeah, Wars is going to be dark as shit. This, is, this would be a lot for like a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old even. Yep. They, there isn't like a lot of blood, though. Like there'd obviously be blood. There are shows that burn bright when they're on and then are forgotten, and there are shows that do okay and burn bright later, and this is the latter. This show has gotten more and more popular and loved since it went off the air, and that's why they brought it back ultimately, right, buddy? Yeah, I mean, it really just took a little while to catch on. It was uh, definitely ahead of its time. Well, and no commercials, and you watch these three arcs back-to-back like we are. It's glorious. It's, yeah, it's true. Thank you, Netflix. See, that's why I'm a little disappointed that they're going to leave Netflix. I, I feel like they don't, I mean... So here's the question. Here's the question. With the Mandalorian show and the Cassian show, do you do Game of Thrones and release once or twice a week, or do you do binge like Netflix? I think you do once a week, but I don't know. Um, I think you do once a week uh, just to keep people waiting for Star it. Trek Discovery did it once a week, even though it was a streaming-only service, and it worked amazingly. They got great ratings and tons of money. And then leave it on there so people can keep watching. Of course. It. I think that's the more the point. The thing is, Disney's going to undercut everyone by charging like six ninety nine, and then everyone else is fucked. They're going to charge six ninety nine for the Disney. So, but like, is that going to mean that like I could watch like any fucking Disney movie? The or only like thing what? they're going to have trouble getting are the original Star Wars movies from Turner Broadcasting. But who cares? Because we all have them and have seen them a million times. Well, not even that. I mean, Disney has a ton of movies. I mean. And are you going to be able to have access to like all those great cartoon movies? Because then, like, I'll get it for my goddaughter. And they, but that's why they're focusing on the TV, the TV shows, dude. The three we've talked about. Then we've got a Scarlet Witch series, which I'm so pumped about because I love fucking really? Elizabeth Olsen, and she hasn't got enough screen time. She's a brilliant, brilliant actress on a million films. She's great as a Scarlet Witch. They're doing a Loki mini series, like a like a prequel to Loki. Like they're gonna do maybe a Shuri series. Who's Black Panther's sister? Like they are on top of all of this. Hey man, and we didn't even mention it in our free but shout out to stan lee man a great Dude. a legend uh you know 95 god bless him good luck to uh on the other side brother i am just so glad that that brief uh accusations against him were proven to be totally false 
And every single young female person that's worked with Disney, smaller, large, over the years on the internet, it, my Instagram and Twitter, it's like Stanley, Stanley, Stanley. He's the nicest guy ever. He's the sweetest guy ever. 94 years old. He treated everyone with respect. He worked in the Holocaust. He worked in racism. He spoke out against racism. He's a true American hero. He's a Jewish hero. He's an American hero. He's a world hero. Let's be honest. And he created characters to fight racism, too. Um, and he did all sorts of things. Uh, you know, and what oh, his franchise became is is absolutely incredible. I, it's one of those things, like you were saying, sometimes the world, when it's shitty, you realize that there are these great things that kind of like come your way. And, mm. you, you know, for all these comic books that I grew up on to become what they are now, thanks to him, mm-hmm. you know, and his vision, mm-hmm. uh, it's incredible. So can, can I give a little? Are you into history? Into, into like European history and stuff? You into I, I history? do like some history. Okay, can I give you a little history. Sure. So you know the sh- super shiny, over the top, extravagant aesthetic of the prequels, which is intentional. Um, mm-hmm. You appreciate more over time. You know the shiny ships and the elaborate buildings and the Senate and blah blah blah. So after three thousand years of a pretty steady republic, that's sort of the Holy Roman Empire phase where things are falling apart, but people don't actually realize it. And that's where they are right now. And this sort of the Crusades, Holy, you know, uh, you know, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth century, and then the rebellion and all that happens sort of between the Middle Ages. Up oh, here we go, and sort of the modern era. I jumped a little right there, by the way. I did too. That- But if you just look at the Roman Latin style of everything from the characters to the furniture to the clothing and everything, you know what I mean? And the coloration, it's so obvious that Lucas is is channeling the the, the Roman Empire and the post-Roman Empire with all this. Which makes honorable people like Obi-Wan... I can't believe he just got beat up by two fucking Mandalorians. Whatever. They were they they always make it very clear like how respectable, you know, fighters the Mandalorians are. And those are probably two of the better ones. And they have the jump on him. I mean, Simmy. I'm making excuses. If if you're yeah. drafting hockey teams and you are Anakin and you're choosing choosing between Ahsoka and Obi Wan, who do you think he chooses? Obi-Wan. But no, he chooses Ahsoka. Ahsoka. No way. He definitely chooses Ahsoka. When? To do what? To get his back. I've been trying to say that. Anakin thinks Ahsoka, her tiny little self, is the best thing to protect his back out there. Oh, I, I always just think it's because he knows she'll, like... Well, this well, looks familiar. Uh, I guess the, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm answering the same question. Yeah. yeah, you're right, because she'll go with what he says. Versus so think about the beginning of Revenge of the right. Sith, where Obi-Wan's complaining yeah. about the ship and flying and everything. Guess how much that mission would have gone better with Ahsoka flying with them. Right. Maybe she would have stopped Anakin from murdering Count Dooku. This is so funny. I love how they're, like, drinking heavily. Like, he's, like, making cocktails. In the Ahsoka book, they're constantly drinking at the bar, which I love. I mean, it's the thing. I know there's people will say, oh, a lot of the Star Wars books, comics, and shows are geared towards, like, young adult. But, like, they don't shy away from mature themes at all in these things. I love how, like, Obi-Wan just, like, finds that shit, like, immediately. You know, like, he doesn't, like, 
it doesn't take him that long. He's like, oh, well, it's probably their fucking round over here. And he's already, like, kidnapped and upside down. Here we go. How many times the does Bluetooth. he get stuck? How many yeah. times does he get stuck like this? Uh, Simi, I'm not sure I mentioned. Do you know that my co-favorite character in my favorite Star Wars movie is getting his own prequel series on the new Disney streaming channel? Oh, yeah, baby. Sorry. Do you, do you think he'll have a sidekick? Yeah, I don't know. It might be nice to have a droid, maybe with a sense of humor, you know, that people already like love, and it's like a lot of people's favorite character from that movie. Yeah, it might be smart. <laughs> Look at Obi-Wan. He's upside down. Oh, boy. I'm excited for the merchandise. That's the thing. Obi-Wan is never scared. Have we seen Obi-Wan, other than when Qui-Gon gets killed in the mall like thing, Obi-Wan is never truly afraid. Oh, this is yeah, but, but I was just gonna say, but this is not. I good. love that delivery, and I'm glad they didn't do. I have a bad feeling about this here. That was a great line delivery. Here, yeah. go look at her in her battle outfit. It's looking video gamey already. I love it. Yo, these two could take down the galaxy together, man. That's the that's the tough part. I love how like they don't just like cut his head off you know like it's still I mean, like this diabolical i've talked about off. how i think kira is more effective and then padme in a lot of ways i definitely think satine is more effective than padme in a lot of ways she- but it's just so loaded being the mother of the anakin skywalker twins it's like there's no way of getting around that yeah oh this is great i haven't saved you yet this is this is foreplay. This is like if they could go from here to sex immediately, they would. Let's be honest. Let's see. And they hang it for a little cliffhanger. So, Simi, I believe two things very strongly. The, your, your partner needs to have a similar and compatible sense of humor as you. Not necessarily the same, but compatible. And you need to be able to make fun of each other in fun and cute ways that aren't, uh, you know, offensive or mean or anything, right? You have to be able to give each other a hard time in a loving way. That's that's that how I feel. Very, very true. Well, yes, you have to keep it a little fresh. I mean, you, you know this way more than me because you're married, and I haven't had a relationship longer than a year, and my I can't even remember. Well, I think I think you, that's the right way. They yes, they have to think you're funny, and yeah. yes, you have to keep it fresh. <laughs> like I've had I've had girlfriends be like, "Am I making fun of you too much?" I'm like, "No, it's really adorable and sexy. Like, keep it coming." Right, degrading, self degrading. That's great. No, not degrading, <laughs> but like I'm a fucking I'm a fucking idiot, disconnected from large parts of reality. Like someone's got to keep me honest. Here we go. So, okay, so the Mandalorian fighting Simi, definitely in Rebels and even in Clone Wars, is never quite as epic as I think it's going to be. And I'm wondering if maybe we'll finally get it in full glory in live action. Oh, right. My lightsaber. Shit. No, I hope they do. Wow. I'm almost at the Darksaber saga uh, in season three of Rebels. It's just, like, amazing. Well, oh, they're just, they're about to show it. What's his name? Has it in this? Uh, Look how calm this, uh, she is. Arc. Boom! Classic video game trick. And Uh-oh. very few times he has uh, uses a blaster. <laughs> it's effective enough. They fight great together. <laughs> she threw a rock at him. 
I mean, she threatens to execute him, but the thought of him getting harmed is more than she can take. It's so great. Oh, by the way, that's the ship that we see Darth Maul obviously steal from the Mandalorians and Rebels. And Simi, we're not going to get to Maul in this particular arc, but the next one we will, and then we have to talk about the connection to Solo and blah, blah, blah. Here we go. What? So the cape over the shoulder is a universal sign of the bad guy commander in Star Wars, right? I mean, that's like <laughs> like Kylo Ren. That's like, he just shot yeah. one of his own guys. Yeah. And I do like that they just it reveal is. it because we know it. Isn't he right. drunk though? He's not wrong. He's a little drunk. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. They fought against the Jedi for thousands of years or hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. His approach is wrong, and his here we go, he baby. Gives her a fucking. He I'm gives turning him up the volume. Sammy, talk about this. This is amazing. There's the dark saber. Oh, we're gonna see it with Katie Sackoff as Bo-Katan, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> Starbuck with the dark saber. Woo! So this one is the same one in Rebels that yes. Sabine actually yes. ends up possessing. Yes. And she gives to Katie Sackoff, a.k.a. Bo-Katan, a.k.a. Duchess of Teen Sister, to rule Mandalore. It's going to be in the live-action series because she's Katie Sackoff. It's going to be amazing. Oh, my God. Imagine Starbuck with the Darksaber. Holy shit. Oh, wow. The see, this is actually some really good action. This and the whole great. idea... That the Mandalorians aren't mm-hmm. as good, but they're so close to it is mm-hmm. pretty like every aspect of action in in Clone Wars is better than Rebels, except extended one on one lightsaber battles. Even here, it's a lot of punching and stuff. Everything looks great. I'm not complaining. I happen to think the just straight up lightsaber battles, like between Ahsoka and the Inquisitors, looks amazing in Rebels. But in general, the Clone I- Wars with the budget, you can tell. I don't know which. I still don't know which art I like more. I like the rebels for different reasons. Well, no. Well, rebels is more rewatchable about- and less exhausting. I'm not saying it's better. Here we go, Satine. Oh yeah, baby. Woo! And we're off. Oh, hey, how you doing? No, douchebag. There's yes, a little douchebag hair more flick. Episodes left in the arc. See, so where is Anakin and, and Ahsoka? I mean, there's a war literally across the galaxy. Right. No, this is a cute little one-off of just him because they do a lot of the things with the, just the two of them. Or one just doesn't Ahsoka. need anyone. That's the thing. When he relies on Qui-Gon in the Maul battle, Qui-Gon gets killed, and when Obi-Wan relies on himself, after that, he destroys Maul. Well, yeah, after he uses the dark side. I do want to talk to you about the Maul arc in Season 3 of Rebels, and as cool as as Twin Suns is, it all seems kind of pointless. That just He's just like getting closer and closer to Obi-Wan. Anyways, here we go. I'll never be a part of this war. And she's right, but for the wrong reason, Simmy. She doesn't yeah. want to be part of the war, cause, but but not because she thinks it's trumped up and fake, which it is. And yeah. here's homeboy. Oh, Matt Lanter. Even hotter than Cartoon Anakin. <laughs> Look at that armor. I mean, that is straight-up Roman centurion armor. They, they did a great they job. They the prequels. All right, buddy. 
All right, guys, so we are going to count you right into the next episode, Season 2, Episode 13 of Star Wars, The Clone Wars Voyage of Temptation, as the Jedi and their clones defend Duchess Satine from assassination attempt. Anakin discovers that Obi-Wan and the Duchess have a history together. I think we're going to get some dishing with the boys. A little bit of, you know. Let's do it. Uh, just for the Bizzlecast listeners, I don't just drink beer. I'm drinking a 2015 Rioja straight from Spain tonight. So, very excited about that. Fancy pants. Um, and uh, let's jump in because this is just straight from the last episode. So, we're going to do the normal thing. Um, I'm going to count three to one, say go. Um, at that point, you should hit play. And then Simi's going to count the first seven seconds to make sure you're aligned and I am aligned. Simi, you ready to do this? Let's do it. All right. Three, two, one, go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and we're clear. Fear not for the future. Weep not for the past. I don't agree with that whatsoever, but it's great. Yeah. Oh, there it is, Defying Gravity. This has got to be the best previously on Clone Wars, like previously on a TV show ever, right, of any TV show. I love these. I love the voice. It reminds me of like old, um, like old, uh, like superhero cartoons. Question. Last time, our heroes. Here's the question. As much as Disney wanted to tone down the violence for Rebels when they canceled Clone Wars and started Rebels... Mm-hmm. There's still a decent amount of killing. It can be brutal. So do you think Clone Wars, as I've said, they Disney bought Star Wars because it's dark, even if it's PG-13 dark, not in spite of it being dark. And then Clone Wars is exhibit 1A of that, right? Right. No, I mean, Clone Wars, you know, they're the like we were just saying, like the guy who just committed suicide, uh, he, he committed suicide, and that's pretty dramatic, and like it's pretty... It's a Uh-oh. lot for a kid, but you know, it's not like there was any blood like gushing. It wasn't gory, you know, and they didn't show him hit, you know. So there's there's obviously limits biblically. I mean, that look of peace and understanding on Anakin Skywalker's face we've never seen in the movies. It, it, it's because he's like, oh, you're human, right? Wow, I can be human. You can be human. This is amazing discoveries, right? Clones doing great, great work here. the 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 uniforms never stop looking good. Uh oh. These are my two least favorite things: robots and spiders. Okay, can I run something by? So even yep. though they try and explain some things in Star Wars and not other things. Marvel, the the problem with Marvel and DC, man, the comic books is they're constantly caught up in having to give tons of exposition through like Benicio's character in Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever to explain things or like Hydra and the Captain America, the Winter Soldier. In Star Wars, they just make decisions based on whether it makes a good story and a good piece of entertainment. And maybe it makes sense and maybe it doesn't, right? But there's almost, takes the pressure off from having to do too much exposition with Star Wars, I think. Yeah, I I mean, and look at, by the way, this also, this scene, what does it remind you? It reminds me of Jabba the Hutt's scene, like mm-hmm. how there's still like royalty and power and yeah. all of this. 
if you just look at this arc as this arc, it's great character stuff, and there's there, there you know there's some cool world building. But if you look at it with the other Mandalore arcs and all the Maul arcs as this being the setup for it, it's so epic in scope. This is a great conversation that they're having, you know, like about what their role is, and like they don't even know that they're being manipulated. But she's right. She and he, they have to like you know back what they're doing because that's what they're supposed to be doing but she's not wrong what does know? yoda say and then go against not warriors are we but protectors of the peace and yoda goes against that uh, over and over and over he's totally being manipulated it's so sad to realize that yoda like our favorite like you know uh teacher and everything was actually like fucking horrible failure mm-hmm. yes failure can, can I give you an uh, uh, analogy here? So I've talked about how I think Obi-Wan is the clearest mind of all of the main characters and secondary Jedi characters in the prequels and the Clone Wars. You mean least emotional? or No, in terms of what's going on. You know, he visits the clone planet. He's suspicious of Palpatine. He's just constantly suspicious of things. Like on the level. Right. On the level. Right. He's like the junior. He's like the rising junior vice president in a corporation where the the corporate culture feels okay on the surface, but it's really corrupt and falling apart. And you've got one junior VP who's got a hold on everything and is trying to pull together, but he's just a junior VP. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if Obi Wan was one of the seniors on the council and wasn't getting worked by the dark side divergence in Coruscant. You know, maybe things would be different. He's just not senior enough. Uh oh. Or he's always just so close to it, but like then like something pushes him away. Like the way uh, V for Vendetta. You know how like he's he's like so close to like figuring it out the whole movie, and then at the end he kind of figures it all out. Like Obi Wan is kind of like that. Like because the rest of them don't expect it at all. You know, Obi Wan's the first one to realize that like there's something fucking wrong with Anakin. I mean, do you know? Do you know who would have zero problem with any of V's methods? Princess Leia, and she says it over and over again in all the literature. She says, "I would let Alderaan blow up over and over again if it helped the rebel cause." So I missed. I wanted to bring up the drinking again. They drink a lot in this episode. They do. It's really interesting. Again, the Roman thing, right? Anakin was having a martini, and he's like on fucking duty. You know, like I think Jedi's can process that stuff pretty quickly, but maybe not. This looks exactly like a squiddy bot from the Matrix, which we're gonna do. Maybe next. He's gonna like push him around. Oh, here we go. Oh, this is it. Dude, right. Here we go. I'm going to let this... That would be a fun movie. He tells her there's some more. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. On the run together. Yep. Being spontaneous, living life, romantic. (laughs) (laughs) But, dude, I want to point out that in the 23 minutes of the last episode and six of this, they've sold through performance their relationship before they did the exposition, and so they only needed two seconds of exposition about the relationship. Oh, here it comes. Right. Civil War. Right. That's how she brought the pacifism, because of the Civil War rebuilding the world. The, you know, what? the way they um, tell these stories is great, because they all come from stories of oppression and... 
you know, death. <laughs> Anakin, the love counselor. Oh, man. He's so committed. He's like, so I'm kind of fucking Padme. <laughs> So in my book, when when Ahsoka finds Obi-Wan almost dead, drooling all over himself on Tatooine, like 10 years before Luke grows up, she's like throwing Yoda quotes in his face constantly to just like get under his skin and get him going. (laughs) Because you know Yoda's that guy, right? Yoda's always the one that is in the back of his head. Fucked up you did. People hated how Yoda laughed at Luke. People, more drinking, more eating. Dude, I, I, I'm, I continue to be blown away by the level to which people hate the Luke Skywalker stuff in Last Jedi. For all my problems with that movie, Luke is not it. See, he's all, like, chilling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, it's like... It's like K2 and Cassian, R2 and Anakin, Chopper and Hera, right? Like, there's that BB-8. one relationship, BB-8 and Poe. Yeah, they Who's never even think if, of... If Desert Island, which, which droid are you taking? To save me or to give me company? Whatever. Probably Chopper in both cases. No, Chopper to save me, K2 to save me and keep me company. Right. Well, R2-D2 and Chopper can fly a little bit. BB-8 would just be pleasant, though. He would relax me, so I don't know. And K-5. K-5 look would at these little, be a dick. Look at these little guys with the drums. Are or those K-2, robots? I mean. What the hell is that? Oh, they're servant droids. Those I think one of the reasons I like things. Rebels is because every creature and thing that goes on in frame is very thought about. It's It's not super busy. This is It's really incredible writing. Oh, this is cool. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Spidery thing? Why doesn't he is like... Ha- like, I know he couldn't see it, but why is his, like, ears not hearing what's going on? And I don't know. These things are super smart, because as soon as you kill it... First of all, it has eight legs. And then as soon as they kill it, it has a bunch of little mini ones. The inconsistency of the power of the lightsaber is the biggest problem in the lore of Star Wars, in my opinion. The lift? What are they, British? <laughs> we head, we're heading to the flat up the lift. <laughs> the lift. The no, lift. turbo lift. And then they call it the turbo lift in Star Trek. I think that's what they're referring to. Uh Elevator sounds a little hotelish, perhaps for the. Yeah, baby, put it right in his brain. Come on, I'm playing The Witcher right now. I'm doing all sorts of stuff, although it's with the goblins and shit, just like this. Here Ooh, we that go. sounds kind of cool. Uh oh. Want want. Oh my god! In video games, fighting spiders even with like two hit points is so frustrating. <laughs> it's like leopards. Get behind me. So, Simi, th- I think it un- indisputably they sell this relationship through performance and writing uh, unquestionably. It's not even close. The storyline is incredible. But, I love how she just whipped out a gun. But my she question: had a gun the whole, she's had you, a gun the whole time with that outfit. It, it's a stun gun. But 
Stimmy, the question you don't have to answer now, but we do have to answer by the end of the third episode is, do we buy this little period of pacifism after 4,000 years of militancy and then immediate militancy after all of this? When, by the way, well, they're de- spoiler they alert. They knew, they knew that that cell Can I drop the spoilers? Just... Can I drop the spoilers? Guys, Duchess of Teen gets drop. murdered by Maul uh, a few arcs ahead of this, which we'll do, and heads Gorley, right back by to the way. Yes. She gets her head chopped off. No, I think she. Oh, I thought she got stepped to the chest. She. Okay. Oh, I thought he slaps, slices her head off. Oh, here we go. Right. right, the the competition of who saved who. This is such. This is foreplay, man. This is their foreplay. It's great. You can tell when couples are doing it, right? It's, it's great. So sad. Are all those creatures dead? Traitor. Why does he not like feel what's going on? He hates. <laughs> he loves R two. He built C three PO, but he can't stand this droid. So, Simi, we are going to get a great. Uh, we've talked about how the end of Clone Wars leads pretty well into the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, but with the Siege of Mandalore, with the appearance of a little bit of Anakin Obi Wan, we're really going to see that transition, right? And that's going to make Revenge of the Sith even su- su- cooler. And Simi, I currently have it on my list. I had to. Pr- I had to do it. I'm the Bizzlecast. I have right now. I have Revenge of the Sith slightly ahead of the Last Jedi. We don't have to argue this now. The moment I have Revenge of the Sith a little bit ahead. I have to think about that. Wait, wait. So, so this is a great little, like, awful way that they, like, you know, the fat uh, guy. Smoke, it's always smoke the fat out, guy. Smoke out the bad guy. It's always the fat guy. I don't think it is. It's always the best looking guy or the worst looking guy. And, yeah. I, I think it's the guy in the dashiki, or I mean, in the uh, kafia. I love this. It's this creepy. is torture. So she won't yeah. join his side in war. She's a pacifist, but she'll let Obi-Wan do psychological bordering on physical torture. I gotta love it. It's not as bad as uh, as uh, Anakin actually torturing people. So what are the ethics of mind reading? Because, by the way, Darth Vader man in the comics specifically eschews and doesn't like to use the Force mind read on people whatsoever. He'll choke them, he'll intimidate them, he'll kill them. But it's usually light side Jedi who do the mind control stuff. Uh, that'll be an interesting topic for some time. Maybe it takes a lot out of him, or maybe it's a. No, I, but Kylo does it. I think Darth Vader sees it as as a form of weakness and not total control. Kylo doesn't care. Merrick. Oh, I can't wait for Ray to slice off Kylo's head. You were right, my friend. Yeah. He was the best looking guy, by the way. I said the worst or the best. Is he? Of of the guests. Well, if, if you like Rodians, then hey. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Oh, man, look at that. You see the so hyperspace? Where's, where's- Look wait, at this. Wait, so where's Anakin? Get so this shot together. right here of him running through the hallway costs like a thousand dollars every five seconds. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You do the math how you get to a million for twenty three minutes. That's pow. No, I was laughing at at Anakin actually. 
because like he's like, I need your help. He's like, I don't know if I can help you. By the way, I want to point out, Cassian Andor series is literally a prequel to a prequel that's a sequel to a bunch of prequels leading to a sequel trilogy. And then they got married. No, that that's a... I mean, it's actually... Disney went from people hating the prequels to making more prequels that are great like Solo and Rogue One and getting better and better at it. And here are the Clone ha- Wars. Are they just doing like a 10-episode series like leading yes. up... I think the they're going to do yeah they're going to do one or two season series um w- with this stuff for sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But that'll be that then. They I won't. mean Diego Luna's like one of the senior ambassadors of humanitarianism in Mexico. He's got other priorities. He's not going to do a thousand episodes, and no it, no one would want that. Well, he just killed all those people. Seriously. Right. So, Simi, he I mean, looks like I a know, Mandalorian. You don't have savage. time to listen to my Daredevil and Jessica Jones commentaries and my Punisher, but I'm talking about: Do you kill one people to one person to save ten? Do you kill ten people to save a thousand? Do you kill a hundred people to save a million? I'm not saying it's right, but you have to ask these questions. She's hor- she's horrified by these little murders, but she, by not getting involved with the right side, quote unquote, is causing more murders. Yeah. Which why Obi Wan's right. Obi Wan's right. She's an idealist, you know. Like she, she, yeah. and she's naive, and she's hopes for the best. But you know, it takes something like this to realize, you know, that she's like yeah. kind of doing it wrong. When people ask me my politics, I say socially incredibly left wing, foreign policy. Obama killed Osama bin Laden. Standing ovation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Uh, not that I like Israelis' governments because they're just idiots, but I'm not against military I, protection in the right situations. I think in, with military protection, the idea is that you have to grapple with the decisions and you need to like think about what you're doing. And Is Obi-Wan uh, distracted or um, focused by his personal relationship to the situation, do you think? I think he's distracted. Otherwise, I think he, a lot of this stuff he would have like caught a little earlier. By the way, Talmeric is being voiced by Greg Proops. See, why is he on top of all his shit? Do you know who Greg Proops is? She has pretty eyes. They do she a great job of Bo-Katan looking like her, but not too much like her. She's... Uh, I mean, dude, Their accents are great. We are going to see Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan sitting on the throne of Mandalore with a dark saber, annoyed at all the idiots around her, and trying to figure out what to do with everybody. And there's going to be like a Game of Thrones red wedding, murder everyone with the dark saber scene. I'm telling you. Yeah, because it's cur- isn't it cursed or something? Wow. See, I wish they do that more often, but I guess it wouldn't look. It's as an cool. X Men thing. It's it's like your stamina bar in the video games you're playing. Right. In. You have a stamina bar. I would pull that out of his hand with a force. Oh, dude, Killzone uh, Three. You should check out. It's sort of a prettier first person shooter. You gotta send me a photo. This is a great. This is a great little like ruse. <laughs> it's beautiful. But this is truth. Truth and fiction. This is all just to stall. 
She's so cool. Huh. But he still has the pawns. Mm. Yeah. I guess you chop his hand off with the lightsaber because that's one of Obi Wan's go tos, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I would love to do. Oh, he's such a douchebag. He looks a lot like the other guy too. Yep. Yep, that's sort of the Rome, the Roman look, chiseled. Boom. Oh my I god! Accept. You just never see this ever. That's the thing. Rebels had to have some murdering just to keep up in the same universe as this. Right. Like, so they, they get away with one. it with no blood. Like, and there's dude, gotta be... And dude, remember I, I always tell the story about uh, Kathleen Kennedy during the Last Jedi panel last summer? Before she mentioned Last Jedi once, she thanked the fans for supporting Rogue One, and she said, your guys' support and love of Rogue One has opened up so many possibilities. And you know what? The three shows, Clone Wars coming back, but especially Mandalorian Cassian, does not happen without the support of the dark vision of Star Wars here and in Rogue One, I think is undeniable, right? Yeah, yeah. They do a great job with these relationships, and they do a great job with the writing. And I mean, the visual effects are incredible, it's just incredible. I mean, real life can't make this spaceship like this. They can't mm-hmm. do this scene right here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's incredible. And so, by the, uh, I, I have a quote for you after uh, we get to credits about when you're talking about the half-truths of, like, I would have left the Jedi Order for you. Oh, my God. Lot. Here we go. How many interactions do they have with this fucker? It's too bad they didn't have Whitware doing the Emperor at this point because his, his impersonation is spot on. Yeah. But now they've got Ian back, so hell. Fuck it. Little evil empire cameo. How ironic. That's not irony, but that's okay. They're great. Look at his dream. Best romance in the Clone Wars. Best romance Clone Wars. Hands down. Easily. Easily. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's so sad. Talk about an empowered woman with agency. Oh Aww. yeah, no, she's Aww. a great. Me- oh, what could I have like been? women who like bearded men? But I appreciate it. Yeah, what was that all about? Anakin's such a dummy. It, oh, this is a great Anakin's bro such moment. A child. Uh, yeah, the uh-huh. one that got away. Great white buffalo. Great white buffalo. Uh, the great, one that got great, away. My whole life is I have like twelve buffalo. that got away. That's the story of my life. Great white buffalo. Great way. You ever see uh, Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes, but not for a long time. So, Simi, uh, really great quick. Light buffer. Yeah. Great light buffer. So, yeah. We, I think we want to do The Matrix next. Um, I do have a question for you, though. Uh-huh. Have you seen The Animatrix? Because uh, I might I've not be able to. a hundred times. Um. There's like four or five of the nine that I would really like you to watch, even though they're only five minutes before we do The Matrix. Because it's kind of the Uh, best thing by far to come through The Matrix outside of the original movie. Um, In terms of explaining what happened. Two hours or something. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there's that young kid who's kind of annoying in The Matrix sequels, and he's in one of the Animatrix. And he's like the Neo. Mouse. 
No, 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 not Mouse. That's the kid. The, the, one, the one they call Kid. Who's at the end. The you know revolutions. He shoots the gun of the robot. Whatever. Blah blah blah. He's like Neo. Oh, I believe. Right. But so he he actually is the first ever person to like. What's the word they use? I can't even remember. Transubstantiate. Like normally you need like that computer program which launches you out of the matrix. He actually get unplugged. He believes so strongly in Neo religiously that he unplugs himself, which has never happened before. But there's a great uh, computer thing between him and Neo early on before he gets chased by the agents and then he commits suicide and then transubstantiates to get out. He says, uh-huh. why does it feel more real when I dream than when I am awake? How can I know if my senses are lying? And Neo writes, there is some fiction in your truth and some truth in your fiction. To know the truth, you must risk everything, which I love. There's tons of great tidbits there. But let's be honest. like The, the Matrix is pulling from the Jedi here in terms of the various levels of reality. And I think the lack of self-awareness and self-awareness of the Jedi about the different levels of reality, different levels of control, different levels of understanding is a humongous flaw in their system over the thousands of years, right? Well, their blindness to manipulation is, is their main flaw. And then... Uh you know, not questioning the direction enough is is yeah. there it is really the problem. Like you know, they they're being pushed in one direction by another, and the dark side is pushing them that way. And they, you know, dark you know, clouded the 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 forces. You know, but they didn't know what was going on. So it's it's pretty. It's hard to say that they were making all the right decisions. Did they mean well? Yeah, they tried to do what's right. They're their visions are based on what's right, but there's no checks and balances, you know? So there's, there's this kind of this blind faith in, in the way it feels, hmm. you know? And it's, uh, it's sad that what, what happened to them and that led to their, uh, almost entire annihilation. Hmm. Um, a couple notes and then we'll lead the people into the third and final episode. Um, the woman who does Satine is named Anna Graves. And right. while she's done some decent number of video games, she doesn't even have a photo on her IMDb. She doesn't seem particularly interested. I, I think Simi, you know, people don't realize, especially with voice actors in particular, is like you can voice act and have a lot of other career and life interests as well. It's not like going on an 18-month Star Wars shoot, even if you're doing Star Wars voice acting, right? And let's be I honest. Mean, I mean, listen. Wait, just listen to the listen to the games she has done: Wolfenstein, all the Modern Warfare's, Bioshock, Saints Row, Diablo Three, XCOM. You know, I mean, World of Warcraft, wow. Starcraft, Voltron, etc. She's done amazing projects. But while she has fifty-seven credits, you look up people well younger than her, like Lara Bailey, and they've got like four hundred credits on IMDb. It's just really interesting to see the people like Jim Cummings, uh, who does Hondo, and Dee Bradley Baker, who does all the Clone Troopers, and um, you know Stephen Stanton, uh, who does a lot of voices and so forth. And done a you know James Arnold Taylor does Obi Wan, just career voice actors, and some people who kind of dabble in. It. I don't know, just a little behind the scenes thing I've never actually mentioned before. Um, that that's all I got there. Dropping knowledge like dimes. Terrific. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we are going to lead you. Let me get it to the seven-second point. Guys, we are going to lead you into the third and final arc of 
this wonderful uh, arc in this wonderful series. Um, This is... uh, Wait, hold on. Hold on. It's just called Duchess of Mandalore. And um, Death Watch is mobilizing. There's a preemptive Republic invasion. And they get caught in the bigger war, essentially. I think is what happens by the end of all of this. But Simi, I would say the, the the brilliance to come out of this particular arc is their relationship, but the fact that this leads to giant political and military and lore ramifications later on in the series numerous times, including stuff we haven't gotten yet, is pretty astounding. Well, it, it's just this clever manipulation of all these different worlds that mm-hmm. led to the annihilation of the Jedi and led towards the uh, evil empire. Yep. Um, and this is uh, this is some of the most elite fighters, and you know, in terms of armies, the, you know, a very important one. So that's why it's pivotal, and that's why it's you know, in the Clone Wars, it's a very pivotal piece that's happening. And she was a pivotal character, and. Mm-hmm. Um, this, there, there, there's a lot of history in this that they're hashing out and a lot of politics and all the, in this arc. And that's why this arc is so important in, I mean, in not only the clone wars, but in, in, in the whole, uh, lead to the destruction and everything. Mm -hmm. So this, this, this mini arc, Mm -hmm. although like not a lot, like you could say happens, happens there. Oh, there's a ton that's happening in, in terms of canon. So, um word yeah everybody pay attention to what they're talking about yeah uh understand the mandalorians and and that they're a proud people and how mm-hmm. they fight and what they mm-hmm. think you know um because it's all really important because they're just uh they're they're you know it's a it's a huge pie that is the star wars universe um yep but they're a they're a they're a mm-hmm. good they're a good chunk they're a good they're a nice slice. All right, so, so Simi, normally we finish with five to ten minutes of teasing the future, but I kind of want to just finish this strong and then give you a digital high five and then sign off because we've both had a busy couple weeks. Yeah, um, I agree. I, so also, I think we need to switch back to Tuesdays. I think I have more energy. On yeah, Tuesdays, me too. We'll, I'm, I'm cool with Tuesdays too. So let's tease three, four, five Star Wars and non-Star Wars things coming up in the next month or two that you want to do. Um, and I, I will literally do whatever you're thinking, whatever you want to do. Let's just tease that now so that we can just give each other a digital high five after Duchess of Mandalore. So go ahead. Um, you know, it's so funny. Ever since you said that we're basically going to do Matrix next, I've like turned off everything that. and just... I haven't said that. You said that. Oh, I thought we're both like just hinting at like since like it just sounds like it's time. The problem I mean, is, do you have enough to say that hasn't been said or mocked or set satirized already about about it? Oh, well, I don't know. Remember, I don't read that shit. Well, just, you know, just the, <laughs> not like this, like that kind of stuff. I mean, oh, no, I think I think. I think there's a lot to talk about. If we can talk about it, like let's transport ourselves to 99 and why this whole thing was so mind blowing, then I'd be thrilled to do it. But I've, but early on in my pod, very early on in my podcast career, I did a retrospective that wasn't a commentary with my boy Adam Tuck, where we went through and I'm like, oh, this is a classic moment. This is a funny moment. Blah 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 blah. I would want to do more of a philosophical take on it. In, in which case, I'm down. I mean, I say we, you know. I always say you burn it down and see what comes from it, you know? All right. 
What like else? we'll see what, what see else? what kind of smoke oh, we get. So okay. Uh, so wait, hold I on. Wanted, I'd we, like to do some rebels with you. I mean, uh, yes, yes. I'd really, I'd like to do some rebels. We have to figure it out which ones. Um, I'm definitely willing to purchase episodes. So, like that's uh, not no, a big no, deal. No, I can sign so. you into my Amazon account. We'll deal with that later. Because but can we do it at the same time? Yeah, we can do it at the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And because I okay. need to get your Amazon account too for Harry Potter as well, which is another possibility. Um, it's 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 Google Play, but yeah. Yeah, Google Play, fine. Um, but, um, uh, uh, but, uh, so yeah, so, so the Saw one's coming up, I won't be able to do that, but there's another Saw one, the Darksaber two-part episode would be one I think we do. should also do, I mean, we've been hinting at it, but we should do Book Club, I mean, right. we this should was, may, maybe do going. Rebel, maybe we should yeah. do Rebels Rising, yeah. I mean. So there's two book clubs, there's the Jin Erso Saw Guerrero Rogue One book club, right? And then mm-hmm. there's the layup book club, and I think they're both great. But I say we do Rebel Rising because I think it really fits into you know we're really excited about uh, Cassian's uh, okay uh, miniseries. Uh, so let me let me put know, it out right I, now. Like do, I have I'd the like list in front Matrix. of me. I, I'd like to do Matrix. I'd like to do a mar- arc with Maul, uh, either in Clone Wars or in yeah. Rebels. I'd like to do. Uh, Rebels Rising and The Matrix, or did I say The Matrix twice? But either way, okay. yeah, that's so, my that's my list. Here, here, here for the for the Rogue One saw Jin thing. Okay, mm-hmm. um, uh, here, 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 just for you guys to get prepared. It might be a few months before Simi and I get to all this. So, Rebel Season Three: Ghosts of Geonosis, Episode One and Two, with first Whitaker right. as Saw. Uh, Rebel Season 4, Episodes 5 and 6, In the Name of the Rebellion, which I do already have commentary out there, but I'll probably do it again, Simi, if you want to. Otherwise, I'll just release it, where he goes, <laughs> giant hologram saw rips Mon Mothma to shreds and is mostly right, but then he tries to turn uh, Ezra and Sabine super radical and blah, 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 blah. Right, he kidnaps them, right. Then there's Rebel Rising, which is obviously the sort of sequel slash prequel Jin Erso story b- before hand um we've got catalyst you know which i think almost all even like moderately hardcore star wars fans have read and loved at this point is catalyst um and we could do ahsoka we've never really i mean we've done some ahsoka episodes and referenced it but no but also leia 14 year old leia like three years before rebels leia's 14 Ahsoka is in, in her late twenties or thirties, working as Fulcrum. Cassian's working like it could right, all come together. Right. It yeah, could all come together. So right. maybe the maybe the Leia thing and the Jin uh, Rogue One thing all, all comes together. But um, we'll, we'll have to give you know because Bloodline is even though it happens much later, it provides so much information about what Leia's life was like younger and hiding Darth Vader, everything. And right, blah, 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 and the in between. I mean, it's a great villain. Uh, for uh, before uh, so I'll do an announcement. Seven. Once we figure out a watch list and a reading list, I'll just do a general announcement to the people, and uh, and we'll go from there. Sound good? Yeah, man. All right, let's make it rock. We Here got, we go, uh, guys. Duchess of Mandalore. We're going Duchess of Mandalore season two, episode fourteen. I'm going to count from three to two to one. I'm going to say go. Then s- you guys should hit play, and then Simmy's going to count to seven to make sure you guys are aligned, to make sure I am aligned, and then everything so far, dude, has been pretty groovy through our three uh, Clone Wars uh, things so far, sound-wise. Uh, it's been Great. actually super groovy in general. Um, the only, dude, literally the only podcast we've ever done that I did serious editing on was Rogue One, just because... 
I didn't want anything to be lost in talking over each other. Like it would have been totally fine to not edit, but I wanted like all of our thoughts, both of us to get out there. Right. So I took the extra time, but mostly this has been working great. So uh, feel free to jump in at any time, buddy, as always. And here comes the countdown people, Duchess of Mandalore. Three, two, one, and play. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven. Here we go, baby. <clears throat> In war, truth is the first. That's not a casualty. Lucas. That's a great quote, and that's not a Lucas quote. I got to figure out who wrote that. Yeah, because everybody just tries to like no, uh, that's feed an, their mantra. I think that, that's Aeschylus. Aeschylus from ancient Greece. Oh, you're. See, that's your uh, higher priced education. Mm-hmm. I went to a state school. Yeah, Eshla said in score one. Go ahead. Score one for the private school. I love God Mandalorians. They got the jetpack. Oh, look at the ships, baby! (laughs) The thing is, dude, the 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 fleets are so thick in the prequels, and yet somehow the thickness of the fleets in both Return of the Jedi and Rogue One are still glorious. God, I keep thinking about their their armor and everything that Satine like builds and like that time frame, like that's pretty cool. Like they have like the strongest armor ever and they're like, that's their big deal. And then Satine figures out a way to, uh, turn it into a frying pan in rebels. Oh man, that's another great episode. So part of my reason why I give two shits about Boba Fett is there's no actual (laughs) character behind them. And part of it is, I don't think the Mandalorian armor is as cool and awesome as everyone else says. There's a million other sci-fi designs in and out of star Wars. I think is more interesting with Sabine and, and, and Gar Saxon and pre Vizsla and Satine and everything we learn. I'm way more into it than I used to be, but I never cared about Boba Fett growing up at all. No, he's just mystical because of like how much cool little gadgets he has. He's a, he's a, um, what's it called? He's a, uh, a, a sideshow. You know what I mean? Like he has all Clown. these cool gadgets. Yeah, he's kind of like <laughs> no. I mean, he's like a, a tourist trap. You know, like he doesn't have a lot of content. And I'm really, I hope they don't do the Bobo Fat movie. That's so fucking lame. See, I don't necessarily love their armor. They look like King Arthur shit. Doesn't look very modern or anything. Look at that stained glass kind of design there. We see that with some uh, of Hera's family's art. You know what? It reminds me of Mortis a little bit. Mm-hmm. The two, yeah, the two D arts. That's all another arc we need to do. I mean, that was never. Without that arc, we might not be doing this series, my friend. <laughs> like, that's the arc. <laughs> we're doing a whole yeah, intro I mean, to that we're arc. we're obviously going to do that. Yeah, we're going to plan a whole day to do an intro, take a break, and then do the arc. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Everything they talk about. We could, like, philosophize. Well, because like, metaphysically, only scene. some of the Matrix and a couple other movies even touch on that stuff. To where they're, it's actually, like, meat and potatoes of, like... You know, it just like when when Obi Wan explains it to, to to Luke, it's like it's some of the it's simplest ways of describing the Force, but it's just so important for the lore. I fucking love to hate him. He's really just an incredible mm-hmm. villain as a whole. 
Yep. Like, and all villains should emulate him as a villain. For like, all everyone of the should... problems of Star Wars, best villains, best heroes. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's dude, what you call I... in... Dude, my two-and-a-half-year-old nephew, I've got a little kid's book about uh, the original trilogy and lessons from it. And it's like Yoda and Luke and Han. He's like, who's that? Who's that? I'm like, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. Wait, are this the same person? I mean, he's so into it. He has no idea what's going on. He was fascinated. I have, I have some great books. You actually – I have a, a visual dictionary of Star Wars. It has like all the shit from the – Basically, just the first three. Oh, the first three. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's the book. It's a it's an old library book, actually. So unbelievable that he was able to get that audience. I'm sure Palpatine uh, smoothed, greased some palms to make this happen, to make everybody look bad. That's why I love it. In the name of the rebellion, season four of Rebels, where Saw just projects himself at the giant hologram it starts dressing down mon mothma and she stupidly says no let him talk and he just makes her look like an, a horrible idiot we're just trying to save you we're trying to save you we're, we'll help you we're so coming. you said we're you think saw you. is a bad or evil man i'm not convinced saw Guerrera is wrong he rec- he just recognizes how evil the empire no, is before I everybody never, else okay this is who what I think Saw is. Saw is a terrorist at the end of the day, okay? Saw's a terrorist. And Hera's not? Do I, do I, wait, wait. Do I think for a second to understand their situation and, like, what he does? Because at some level, he's also a necessary evil to uh, exist for uh, the fight to, to weaken the Empire. Hmm. So... But he is a murderer. I mean, he does murder innocent people at some level. Cassian's to fulfill a murderer. The Jin's good. probably a murderer. Jin is a murderer. Yeah. Jin shot that. Uh, the thing is, we use the word murder loosely. The difference between being a murderer and a killer is important. A murderer and someone who's killed somebody. You mean, is that what you're saying? I think a murderer is someone who's like an assassin. Like you killed someone because someone told you to, and you don't know why you killed them, but you mm-hmm. murdered them, or you, or you killed somebody in self-defense, or you so killed somebody. You, you know to how get much something. you know how much I love Jessica Jones season one, right? I talk about it all the time, and right. as much as I love the feminist themes, and I do, and as much as I love the humor and brilliant writing and acting and casting and directing. The thing I love about it is she spends the whole season trying not to kill the worst person in the world, basically, and ultimately has to murder him because there's no other way. And comic book properties almost never deal with that. And Star Wars does. Star Wars does deal with that issue. Of murder? No, of of Obi-Wan and Luke killing people in the various literatures in order to save a lot of other people. Right, right. This is incredible. Like, I mean, his name's do- Aramis. We, the Latin connections are so clear. Oh my God! They all risked their lives for her. Great explosion. Did you see that? That was a great thing. They wrapped themselves around her and rolled to save her, and they all died. Where's Padme, by the way? Uh, she's not on this planet. Does she ever interact with them? 
With Satine? I, I hate the yeah. design of, of Palpatine. It's like my least favorite design. They should make him look like lovable Grandpa Palpatine. It's so much more effective. Ian McDermott looks, you know, like you want to hug him at points in the, in the prequels, even though you know he's the bad guy. It's way more effective. Just my two cents. The, the v- voice is incredible. What's this guy's name? I always forget. This is Ian Abercrombie. This is not Ian McDermott. No, I meant the, the blue guy who's talking. He's... Oh, yeah, I forget. I got it. I'll figure it out. Oh, man. He's so evil. They do a great Mas Ameda. More aliens. Mas Ameda is the sidekick. Uh. Your accident. Oh. Don't touch me, bitch. Star men grabbing the arms and uh, hands of women in Star Wars and women pulling away and saying I'm fine is like, right? Is like one of the hallmarks of the series and I love it. Don't touch me. Stop grabbing my hands. <laughs> Stop grabbing my hands. Oh, that's great. Oh, right, right. That one, that thing's garbage. Garbage you'll do. Not- <laughs> I happen to like nice men. I love Force Awakens, dude. Uh, honestly, I, Force Awakens and Rogue One are so clearly my favorites. Still, what do you think about Solo? Have you had enough I love to so- watch it? Solo is super close to to, to to Force Awakens and Rogue One compared to the Last Jedi, but I still have Force Awakens and Rogue One easily at the top. So I think I texted you this shit. You need to watch it. I gave it to you. It's on all my. Oh, here's Pemmy. Oh, it's all 4K Wait, now. Hold on. Oh, she's Hold in. On. Hold on. We're in. Wait. Oh, man. Her fucking Catherine head. Tabor, by the way, you went, like a hottie, late 30s, early 40s woman, beautiful. Catherine Tabor, super sexy and cool. God bless her. She knows what's up way before they do. Like, all these people are sh- telling them, like, you guys are... Like, you guys seem like you're good people, but, like, this isn't right. Well, and Simi, I hate to say... I don't hate to say it. I have to say, Anakin's clearly younger than Padme in the movies, right? And casting yeah. a beautiful late 30s woman across a extremely good-looking late 20s man in Matt Lanter, when Kat Tabor openly talks about how hot Matt Lanter is, builds the sexual tension in a totally believable way. I, I'm That's always great. in on them. Yeah, That's great. Look at her. Oh, my God. Oh so we don't get bo Yeah. We have to wait for that. Oh, man. I just wonder, like, when they're going to do oh, live action. Uh, this is an easy shot. Yeah. No, he should be dead now. It's too long. It's too many seconds. He should already be dead. No, I think it's the time goes backwards. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yep. They do it to build tension, but then it goes back 20 seconds, and then he takes a shot. I think... It's- Is his name Jobu? I don't like, know. Fuck you, Jobu? I don't know. I think the Mando armor, especially when you add Sabine with the graffiti, looks cooler in Rebels. It's more distinctive. This is oh, like uh, right. Tony she Stark's gets, uh, droids at the beginning of Age of Ultron, right? Yeah. yeah. I forgot it. I forgot this episode. Oh yeah, you got everybody. The Fets, 
She's like, you know, you know, for, for droids, they should yeah. really know that like that shot is obviously not from that gun. To be honest, very hard to shoot a sniper rifle while moving. It, that, that's very well, believable. but I mean, you should be able to look at his chest and like look at that gun and be like, okay, that gun can't do that. You know what I mean? Like he split him open with like a big, powerful gun. You know what was kind of cool in Rebel Rising? They were talking about shells today. When I was listening to it, they were talking about actual shells versus plasma. Look Dude, at her. Did I send Look you those gifts of the Battlestar Galactica firing in the, against the Cylon base stars? It's all nuclear warheads and physical bombs. It's so much cooler than lasers. It really is. So is she with Obi-Wan? I guess so. Oh, that wasn't Obi-Wan. Sorry. IG-44? That's half of IG-88. That's my Jewish Gamatria thing coming in there, I think. Nice. Yeah. Oh, here's those ships that Darth Maul has that Ezra then steals, which he then uses to escape to Mandalore to get Sabine to help them fight Thrawn. God, I can't wait to talk about Darth Maul more. We need to do something with Darth Maul. Thing about Darth Maul such is a great character. the Darth Maul episodes in season three of Rebels are all amazing because of the character and the voice actor more than the episodes themselves, which is a credit to him. Oh, here we go. Christopher Lee, that's not Christopher Lee. That sounds exactly like Christopher Lee. He does a great job. And they do a great job actually in his he kinda has monkey ears from the back, but Alright, can I throw you can I throw you a uh, hypothetical? Yeah. So going into this people of our age knew that Palpatine was Palpatine, was the senator, was the emperor, was Sidious, and that this was all a feint and that he was creating the war between the Separatists and the Republic, blah, blah, blah. We knew all of this, right? Yeah. Adding a third element to that would have added so much to the movie series, whether it was something that we didn't know about the him that he was mobilizing or whether they were it was a third element working against both him and the Jedi, just something else because everything else was so predictable and the rest was just special effects, extravaganza, and filling in the blanks of political history that we didn't care about. That's my, that's my bitching there about the prequels. Um, you know, you just rarely go into it, the prequels and like what you think about them. So I, I just, I just, I just like when you have things to say about it, but so, okay. So we're getting, we're go. getting into it now. Go. She go. she calls her boy and, uh, they're going to make shit happen, obviously. But here is these fucking Mandalorians with their big ass guns and they're assassinating <laughs> it's such a weird world. Could you imagine that with cops being robots? You mean like Robocop? Yeah. <laughs> That's take or Demolition Detroit, Man the or the Star Trek reboot or literally anything. Yeah. Data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh X Men. Mm-hmm. Oh god. The Sentinels? Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank God we don't and this isn't sarcastic. Thank God we don't have a leader nearly smart enough to create something like the Sentinel program. You know, the whole X-Men series is pretty incredible. Stanley, God bless. Rest Fucking in peace. Patrick Stewart. Yep. 
Ian yeah, people tend to say because the X-Men came out in the 70s, there was a response to 60s racism, but it really is more to do with post-Holocaustism, especially when you look at the character of Magneto as the central sort of fulcrum character of good between good and bad in the right. X-Men, you know? The prequels they did were Dude, incredible. Dude, we saw that in 2000. Our camp literally took us to see X-Men at the fucking Monticello mall or whatever 2000 you remember that were you did you get to go to that yeah whatever the big mall uh, is. in there 2000 i was a staff member so no i know you were my boss <laughs> i got to go no i didn't get to go i had to cook lunch or dinner you know mm-hmm. cook quote unquote yeah i had to cook you know dinner <laughs> i don't think i went to the all right so I, she's gonna surrender for a distraction Probably went to the bar. Associates. Okay, so Obi-Wan is not weakened by not being able to uh, live out his romantic thing the way Anakin is totally weakened. But I could argue that Obi-Wan would be even stronger should he be allowed to pursue this. This is fucked up. This whole, like... The quiet scene with the smoke. I'm te- What do you think this is age appropriate? Yeah, I'd said seven to eleven. It, this is pretty intense. Nine to thirteen. Ten to thirteen. <clears throat> the problem is, if you're not into this by twelve, and then you get hormones and girls or boys, you know, you're not going to get into it. It's that's why they couldn't sustain it past four or five seasons. It, it just. It's it's too adult for the kids and too kiddie for the adults, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Siege of Mandalore will not. No, that's going to be very adult. God, I would be so deep into this. My kid's probably going to hate it. Like, by the time I have children there at this age. I but just, the other ones are good. Did you watch yeah. them yet? Which ones? Oh, here we go. The, the ones with Poe. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get back to that. No, the resistance. Yeah. No, I've not been watching. I watched a couple episodes. It's not bad, but beautiful it's animation. Shitty. But yeah, yeah. It's uh, I the get so sick of this okay. design. I really do. I... It's oh, supposed to look Senate? like a beehive, right? Oh, I didn't even think about it like that. I always just thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, Padme. Like... Yeah, baby. You're God from that right, boot, you, you fucking traitor. Yeah, dude, George Lucas should have written Padme as going after Palpatine more and more as the prequels went along. Wow, Padme to the rescue again. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Rebels is more appealing artwork than this. This is more stylized. There's Mon Mothma. She's I feel cool. like the writing on this, though, and like the direction was just like the volume level was just kind of incredible. That like it's good. Re- Rebels is eh. Rebels has a little bit more direction, I think, and like Rebels is like to me, I don't know. Rebels like, just, says these are our so six mi- central characters, and here are our six supporting characters, and we're gonna write the whole series around them. And I think yeah. that to me, yeah, yeah, I, that's yeah. what I like. That's what I like. You know, a three-hour tour. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that kind of model. Like this, these are the characters. Well, a three-hour tour, except I can watch Rebels from beginning to end four seasons and love it. This I need to do it in short spurts. 
There is a lot of action in this, and there's a lot of fighting. It's so exhausting. Like it it's like little, watching a Mission a Impossible exhausting. or a Bourne movie. I just get tired. Or some of the sequels to The Matrix. Like, there's just too much like Neo yeah. fighting scenes. Like, and you're like, especially when he's. Well, that's fighting, why I love Matrix uh, Reloaded. For me, the metaphysics, philosophy, and fighting is like the perfect balance. And I'm the only person on the planet who thinks that. Right. I I like one the best. The other two are alright. <laughs> wow, um, you're really going out on a limb, Sammy, by saying you like the first Matrix movie the best. Not a lot of people take that position. Okay, here we go. Uh, there's so many of these interactions. It's almost like a video game. It, like you beat a level, and you like the bad guy tells you you did a good job, and you're like, "Fuck you." The, there is a <sighs> Sammy. I have to say. Yeah. When we do an entire arc and there's no Ahsoka, there's like a, a hole in my heart that is not filled. I know. But you know what? We talk about her all the time. It's almost like she's in every episode. We should do Lost Lightsaber. <laughs> no. We we, we'll, we're, I, we need to save that for like a best of Ahsoka okay. and give it its own okay. due diligence. You know what I mean? Okay. That's that's what that, That's what I think. Oh, they do a good, like, moral, like, G.I. Joe, the more you know, you know? It's, but way more complicated. Yeah, they're setting up the, the comp. Yeah, we know the... the I did. I mean, The Crimson I Sun, the Darth Maul, the whole thing. I mean, everything's going on here. We get to yeah. talk about Solo. We get to talk about Kira. We get to talk about Maul. We get to talk about Savage. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I might watch Solo right now. You're going to watch Solo yeah. right now? Yeah. All right, so, so Simi, this is great. Let's do me. just five to seven minutes, literally, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this baby up, okay? Uh, I'm going to talk directly about this. You talk about talking about Solo. I know you love watching Rogue One, but it's hard because it's depressing. Blah blah blah. I think last Jedi. I love it. No, I've been watching it more. I've okay. been watching it more. All right, let me. So roughly in the last like four to six months, if you had to break down the watching in this. Of the four new movies, roughly. So this isn't you ordering your favorites, but in terms of watched of the four new movies, how how, how do you think that's going? Oh no, I've been killing Solo. Solo. So is... Solo's been killing number one. Okay. So before I mean, two no, no, months no, no, no. ago, that's yeah. not what I liked the most. But you just said who I've been watching. No, that's what I'm asking you. I'm, I'm talking about watched. Yeah, yeah, Solo. yeah, yeah. yeah. Solo. Solo's one. Okay. What's two? Uh, then Rogue One. Rogue One. Okay. I watched those two the most out of the, yeah. the newer ones. And then uh, I put on, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of one. Uh, I'm sorry, four. Like, I mean, like Star Wars, the original. You I know? almost like, never watch A New Hope. New yeah, Hope. I never, oh, yeah. dude, New Hope will put me to bed in a minute or I'll watch it like straight through. You Return know what I mean? Jedi. It's one of those things. Yeah, I just watch Return of the Jedi. It's like someone reading me a story. I don't know. It's very comforting. Mm-hmm. But like um I also fast forward certain scenes uh like to like where I think I left off, you know what I mean? To sort of like mm-hmm. finish it. So yeah. So, I mean I, I I'm always a sucker for for uh I think you know, I, I'm yeah. due for Jedi. Okay. I we watched Jedi in a while. I think we can agree though that the last Jedi is clearly the weakest of the current four. For me. 
It's not even close. I mean, it's really yeah. not even close. The fact that I have Revenge of the Sith slightly ahead of it right now, even though that could readjust, just shows how not close it is. No, I like it more than Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I actually like it. I, I, I just I don't think love there's, there's just... for all the problems with Revenge of the Sith, there's so many fun, cool, fun things in it, and there's just so many things that anger me about <laughs> Last Jedi, and that's that's ultimately the problem, I think, for me. Right, right. No, I mean, there's just there's a couple things I don't like about it, right. but there's some incredible scenes and there's some great lore. But and who like, saw this coming? Can I can I just give this to you real quick and then we'll wrap up? Final question. Yeah. Who saw this coming? So, you and I, we were you know we were too old. I'm sorry, we were too young to see the originals in the theater, but we saw it on VHS very young and got obsessed. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we got the THX, and then we got the DVDs, but we saw the re-releases, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the prequels came out, and while we had a good time, we were, as I've said, you and I were too old and too young at the same time with the prequels. We were too old to just, like, let ourselves go with escapism, but we were too young to have, like, perspective on our lives and nostalgia and stuff and enjoy the nostalgic aspect for me. I'm just talking about myself, uh, you know? That's why I can appreciate mm-hmm. the prequels much later. But then, many years later, Disney buys it, and they do two humongous movies set 30 years in the future with the original cast and lightsabers and Jedis and Han Solo and Leia and Luke and Force Powers and Kylo Ren, and it makes a ton of money. But the hardcore fans love Rogue One and Han Solo the most, which are prequels, and Clone Wars and Rebels, and now the Cassian series and Clone Wars, which are prequels. And while The Mandalorian is a sequel to the original trilogy, it basically takes place right afterwards, so it's still in the same time period. Dude, I'm sorry. I think between episode three and six is what most people are interested in. And I don't know if that's just a failure of them giving us stories and storytelling of different time periods, right? But it seems like all the stories we enjoy, even if you didn't love the prequels, are happening between three, four, five, and six, right? Around that time. I think, I mean, for me, it's the style in which they're able to do it uh with the technology they have now is what lucas always wanted so it it's you're able to hold our nostalgia as if it never left off but you're able to do things uh visually that like you could have never done before so you're just able to check so many boxes of interest that like it's 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 really to me still playing off the the, the original ones more because like the the last jedi is is like a whole new story with some of the same characters you know what i mean from before but like the other ones it's like we're we're, we're back in our old world and they've done like a really awesome job of like keeping it straight you know so rotten tomatoes only give it a 70 percent. i Go understand that but dude Let's be honest, there was a time when we wanted to blame the problems with the prequels on them being prequels, and then you see the Hobbit prequels, which in my opinion are horrible compared to the Lord of the Rings movies, and you're like, okay, maybe there's something systemically, this is a Matrix term, systemically wrong with prequels. 
But then you see Han Solo, and then you see Rogue One, and then you see the Clone Wars, and then you see Rebels, and you're going, no, there is nothing systemically wrong with prequels. It's just about how you deliver it, right? And the amount of fan service, the amount of exposition, but also new characters. Like, let's be honest. Like, we love Lando and Han and Chewie, but without Amelia Clark, Paul Bettany, and, you know, like some of those characters, Woody Harrelson, you know, Val. I mean, without those characters, it wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. I mean, exactly. They they really captured the moment of of uh of han's youth you know what i mean of of, of his and by the way know, coming of age his becoming a, a scoundrel yeah. and by know? the way my final thought and i'll give you a final thought and then we'll sign off is i talked to my buddy smiley you know who smiley is roughly yeah. and the other day and he was flying to do his speaking tour out in asia and so he was watching a bunch of movie on his computers and he's not <clears throat> necessarily a star wars guy or a marvel guy but he was like, I watched Avengers Infinity War, I watched Han Solo, and I gotta tell you, dude, I thought Solo was way cooler and more entertaining. <laughs> and like, I have heard this from many people, my friend, and you and I predicted this, by the way, that it would have a long life post its initial release or so forth, and people are realizing oh, I think it'll have how a great. Cult following. Yeah. I think it'll have a cult following like outside of Star Wars. I think it's, it's too own. big to have a cult following. Like maybe now it does, but like in a couple of years, like the, the the kids, like the actual kids, the quote unquote kids, are gonna love Solo right up there with Rogue One and everything else. It was just a terrible time to release it and the last Jedi backlash and blah 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 blah. You know how like people like hate wizards and so they won't get into Lord of the Rings or whatever. People who blah, hate blah, wizards blah, blah, blah. have no soul. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But go like, ahead. All right, all right. But yeah. like, so like, I could see people like looking as sure. Jedi as wizards and I stuff. Guess. I suppose you know what I mean. And like, there's no wizards. I mean, in that's this what world. Han Solo calls it. And that's the whole fucking point. Yeah. Right. So there aren't any wizards in this one. So like, it, as a standalone movie, mm-hmm. um, again, same thing like Rogue One. Yep. You know. Yep. Like you could just watch them. Like you don't have to know anything about Star Wars. You could just watch these movies. But Solo and Rogue One are it's example one A of a movie in Solo that you can openly say, I'm going to watch this movie more. It's more fun, but I can still admit that the superior filmmaking experience in terms of like Apocalypse Now filmmaking is mm. Rogue One, right? And right. I think that's healthy. But again, as I keep saying, Simi, I know you don't get caught up in the noise. I only bring in the noise that's interesting to talk about, and we'll wrap this baby up, is the hardcore fans of our people and our generation think Solo and, and, and Rogue One as a duo are significantly better executed from top to bottom than the saga movies episode seven and eight but there's a large contingent of younger people and women who love last jedi and i think that's great i just think it's interesting that that's the split yeah man yeah so that's a great way to end. okay all right so t- no 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 that's not the the end is you tell us what we're doing next because I do what you want to do. So you, if we're doing the Matrix next, we got to tell the people. I want we, to we know. told we told we'll, we'll decide. We 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 teased everybody with a bunch of projects, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna okay. put out all things of- being equal in that we don't have Star Wars responsibilities. I think we should do the Matrix. 
because I've never done it in all these years. I just hit Bizzlecast 200, Let's by the it. way. I had a great month. It's, I think because of the uh, also because of the anniversary. The anniversary. I, think that's a good time. I wouldn't have been a philosophy and religion major in college if not for like Crouching Tiger and Matrix and movies like that. So red or blue pill, you live or you learn. <laughs> uh, awesome, buddy. Yo, so shout out tomorrow to yes. Almo Draft House. Please get yes. at us. Uh, I am going to Fantastic Beast Two opening night. Uh, just came. Well, I guess tonight is opening night, but we're going at or whatever. Good. Don't midnight. read the reviews. So we're going tomorrow. Just go see and have fun. Oh, you know me. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. No, uh, they have a whole menu. They have giggle water, which is a gin drink. They have a butter beer, which is non-alcoholic cider with a brown. I still want butter. Alamo Smokehouse. That's my uh, perfect fantasy. Dude, no man, you just bring an oil pen and call it a day. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> solve problems here we do hey sammy get at us yes thanks for having go me. michigan this state tons of state go, go spartans. spartans go tom Izzo. god bless you for being seemingly a normal non-abusive coach please i hope thanksgiving um, happy to all one is yes thanksgiving and, uh, happy to all N- i hope i get you well wait is thanksgiving next thursday or two thursdays thursday Okay, so a week from Thursday. I hope to yeah. do the Matrix with you Tuesday. If week not, from today. We'll, it's Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Tuesday <laughs> we do the Matrix, which isn't that it's long possible. of a movie, by the way. It's like an hour and fifty-eight minutes. It's not. It's not a long movie. Oh, maybe no. we'll do the Matrix next week. Let's see awesome. how we do. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, again, I apologize for the missed week last week, but we came back strong this week with an amazing series of episodes, and it is only going to get darker and cooler and more sinister and fun as we go along here. No worries, man. All right, people. Well, thanks to Simi. Thank you to you all who are awesome as always. We will be back at you soon. I got the Rebels commentaries. I got the Daredevils commentaries with Papa Bizzle. I got the Clone Wars commentaries with Simi. I just dropped a podcast talking about politics with my buddy Kevin Haas, who's the man. You guys should check that out. Thank you guys so much for supporting the Bizzlecast. If you want to get to Simi, go through me because he doesn't do a ton of social media. You can find me online at all the normal places. So talk to you guys soon. May the force be with you. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out. Yum, yum. Oh, oh, oh. I told me, told me,